0: Uh, real quick. How are y'all doing? Good still. Good. Everybody good. Y'all are y'all like like tired? Tired. We need to like get a little match for everybody. Then have a little nap and a little be better. Did y'all y'all ever do do that? That's what we used to do in kindergarten. Do y'all still? I dude, those were like the best days ever, weren't they? We um we just got finished. And, hey, let me share this because sometimes it occurs. A lot of times I don't see it. I'm getting so old, so I'm like, I don't see what's going on. But if if you use your phone for your Bible, that's great. But if you're texting or something, if you see someone in this room that pulls their phone up and begins to text, if you could just pop them, I'd appreciate it. Just feel free to do it. Everybody's free to do it because we're just not going to do that. If you need to take a call or something, you can head on out. But um, pop them in the love of Christ. You know what I'm saying? Got it? won 't say i won 't say the name um, we 've been in a fall kickoff series go series th- three things that G- jesus said said to go he the first thing he, he said go and do likewise that was the first week talk talking about the story of the good who? Amen. Samaritan. It's about being compassionate. So when we see someone in need, of we're, we're called to reach out to them at school, at work, wh- wherever we are, we're called to reach out. The next week, we, we talked about um, go and sin no more. Is the story of the adulterous wo- wo- woman. Yeah, the man got left out of that story um, conven- conveniently for the crowd. Uh, and so it was go and sin more. Sin no no n- n- no more. It's, it's a call for us to be ho- holy, to live ho- holy. Um, the third was go and make just. Dis- disciples we 've heard that, uh, and we 're called to be disciple makers and i don 't know if you 'll remember you hopefully you do if you were here this past week we wrote down just names of, of folks that we know just to begin to pray for if we don 't if we don 't even begin to look around and take note of who who doesn 't know christ we 're never going to share and so i I, I hope you 've done that even to start off i 'm not going to speak long night i 'm doing an introduction to a book tonight, so just to let us know it 's not going to be long it 's what we, we, we had took a lot more time than I expected but I don't have a lot, but I want you to hear what I've got to say. Do you hear me? Okay? Just stay keyed in with me. But first, before we do that, I want you to, to stand up because it's always good for us to hit this about once, once a month. We do this because I want, if, if you're new here, don't freak out. Just sort of watch those around you. But we do some things to learn Scripture and to make it stick. And to be disciple makers, we've got to know Scripture. And the first one that we talk about is Romans 3.23. Everybody say Romans 3.23.
1: Romans
0: 3.23. And it goes like this. And do it if you know it. Lord. Lord. All sinned sinned short glory. God. Okay, let's do that again. Okay, so that's what? What is it? 23. 23. And say it loud and do it loud. Ready? For all, all have sinned and, sinned and come sinned and short of the glory of God. God. We all sin, everybody sins sort and and what does what does that mean? What does sin bring us? That b- brings us to the verse r- Romans
1: six six
0: that says. My wife is like doing that. Six, six twenty. I've never seen somebody that's awesome, babe. I love it. Six, six twenty-three. Three. That says what?
1: Four ages of sin and death, but God Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, we do a JC. If you don't know what we're doing there, Jesus Christ, our Lord, my Lord, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it again. Romans six twenty three. The the wages of sin sin death, 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 but but the gift of God God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Christ, our Lord. Okay. Now, some people say that there are many ways to God. There's is many, but in the Word of God, it's specifically one verse is especially. It, that we can quote says that there 's just one way, and it, it was said by Je- jesus himself john fourteen six where it says what <laughs> no right, she, everyone's like, what's the four? You know, you always want to do that for it right? <laughs> Jesus said, as I spit, I I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man Amen. comes to the Father but by me. Okay, that's what that, that's what he said. He, he said, let's do it again. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life me. okay that's what he said Clearly, say the only way to God is through him and we know in Romans 10 13 it says this Aww. for for all Aww. who call, 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 call oh. on the, name. Na- name, of the Lord oh. name of the Lord will be oh. f- You're throwing out a a, a raft thing to save them. Save. Okay, that's what you're doing. So it's call, 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 call. I don't know why we do the call. It's just really cool. And so what's great is when you're at school and you're beginning to share your faith and you're like, for all who call, 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 on the name of the Lord, like you're putting on a seatbelt on, shall be... They're like ducking, you know what I'm saying? But uh, so it helps it stick. So let's do it again. So this is Romans what? 14, 13. 10 13. Very good, very good. Y'all nailed it. Fourteen, twenty-seven. Yeah, that's great. I love it. R- Romans 10, 10, 10, 10 14. <laughs> Okay, let's start that over. I got up. ready. R- Romans 10 13. 15, For all who call, 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 on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, good. Sit down. We need to hit that. We'll, we will always hit that once a month because you need to know it. We need to add a few more to it. Yes. Does we use shooters. Confetti shoot just poof, right in front of their face. We can have something, we boom, and make it, and that would be awesome. If someone can film that, we better not. We better not. <clears throat> Let me tell you all a, a quick little story about a duck. Who here ever seen a cute little baby duckling, little, little baby duckling, cute little duckling, duckling, Now, ducklings are known, who, that soon right after birth, when they come out of that little, a little egg that they imprint do you, do, you, do you know what that means when they imprint it's that that's good I'm
1: you see an object
0: that decides to follow or something? That's it. It, it becomes their mama. They, whatever they they see, a lot of times the first time they think that's my mama. Now, a lot of times the first thing they see is their mama, and so they, they imprint, they sort of sear to that thing, and that's what they think they are. Sometimes on farms, especially, they don't always see their mama the first time. They A lot of times there's dogs on the farm, and the dog will be seeing what's going on, and all of a sudden this little chick will see the dog, and all of a sudden this dog has got a little duckling that just follows it around. And, and it doesn't just do it for a day, it it, it it does it all the time. It, when the dog is hot and goes beneath the house, the duckling goes beneath the house. When the dog sees a car and begins to chase after it and try to bite the tires, like any bright dog would do, the duckling does the same thing. These, these are proven, they're, they're stories that you're like, oh, poor little duckling. Um, but they do it. Now they still love to to swim and do things that ducklings do, I I don't know. As they grow up as ducks, they still think that they're a dog. They act like they're a dog. They'll chase the sheep and just think they're... So it's it's really... You go, man, that's jacked up. Trying to chase the sheep. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's sort of what they do. And this is a great illustration to why we have the book of Ephesians. And you go, hmm. say, what? We're we're ducklings? Now... um, (laughs) let me share well let me how do i transition this dear lord do you understand that that the first chapter in Ephesians that we're going to be in, Paul writes it to remind believers of who they are in Christ. He wants them to know who they are. And so it's some great truths, and that's what we're going to be hitting the next few weeks. You go, well, I go to church, I sort of know this. Man, we can never be, we can never know this stuff good enough. We need to be reminded of what it means to be a Christian, and what Christ did, and what that looks like, and how God is at work. So that's sort of what we see here, because the truth is this, we're like a duckling that's imprinted and at birth that we're born. We just did the thing. All, all have sinned for, for, remember, for all sin, right? Satan, sin, sin. Come short of the glory of God. We, we all sin. Do, do you understand, just like the duckling who imprints on the dog, and it's not really what it is, we imprint on the world as soon as as we're born. We want to be like the world. We we, we we follow the things of the world and there comes to a point which we are all in the image of of Christ. We're we're children of, of 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 God, created by God. But there's a point where we chase the world, and for many in this room, and he's writing this book specifically to believers. Okay, this is who this book. We're about to sort of see that. So he's he's written this book to 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 them. And there's a point when you put your faith in Christ that you see you're chasing the world. But you see what God's got in store, and it's totally d- different. I no no, no longer want to wanna always chase after the, the car, because it's got big, big, big tires that are going to squash me. Now, I've got a story that goes with this this duck story. About 10 years ago, I had a bunch of youth coming to my house. We were leaving the church, going to my house to watch the movie Go- 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 Goonies, I believe, and um, we're doing just a youth night. and. They were on it. It was a wet night. A group car of girls were in front of me. She was probably 16 or 17. And as they're going down the lane towards my house, I see a mama duck going across the road. And she's got like seven little baby ducks. She's... And they're going across the road. And the teenager girl in front of me did not see. The good news is the mama duck made it but the baby ducks were flatter than a pancake <laughs> in an instant and um it was less than a mile from my house cuz by the time the girl stopped she was she was sobbing sobbing almost wrecking the car cuz she knew she had just squashed the duck i mean it was just like you ever see something you're like <gasps> you know what i'm saying it was just it was awful and i say that because just like the the duck imprints and wants to be like the dog, and the dog can chase a car. And most of the time, the dog won't get killed. You know, sometimes they do. We, we imprint like, like the world, and we chase after the world. And do you understand the dangers of the world? That they will kill you? You don't stand a chance. We act like we do. We act like it's fun, but it's... But it, It's not. So the point of this book here, especially the first chapter we're going to be in, is he's going, hey, remember who you are. Because you've been imprinted and you've lived for the world in a lot of ways, but God has created you to be something so much different than the world. So we're just going to look tonight at verses 1 and 2. Ephesians 1 and 2. And I'm going to ask you all to do this. Um, we won't have the edge next week. It will be a few weeks before we meet in here. But start reading on your own Ephesians chapter 1. Just start to read it. Uh, I don't care if you read it every day for the next two weeks. Just read it because I want you to know it because it's going to help you when we meet here in this time. Now, i uh, Ephesians 1, and we're not going to, I'm not going to expound a whole lot, but I I want you to look and understand a couple things more about this book. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, says this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Stop in verse 1. Can you all tell me who wrote the book of Ephesians? Paul. Paul clearly stated right there in the text, right? So when, when I ask you who wrote it, you go Paul, or Ephesia. wrote it. No, Paul wrote it. It's clear, clear right here. And he says this. He's an a, 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 a apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. He's saying, you know what? I'm a servant of God because God wanted me to be, not because I'm good enough. Do it, some of you all need to need to hear this, because you know what you think I 'm not good enough for God to use me at all, but in the truth God God can, can use us all and, and he, he, he likes to actually because you might go i'm just too weak, i'm just not that smart, He actually likes to use the weak things of the world to shame the strong, the foolish things to shame the wise that's why I'm up here t- today. I understand I 'm a picture of that because that's me. Let's go on. It says this. So he says, To the saints who are in e- e- Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. So who did he write this book to, this le- letter to? Christians where? Yeah. Ephesus. Ephesus is what? A city. A city. A city. He's writing to the churches in the city, and this is believed to be a a letter that was not just distributed to them, but it was distributed around the known world at that time to to the main main places. But this this very well could probably was the first stop of the, this letter because there's some great truths that he put in this, and they're not just be, be believers in the church, but it says something else about them. He says that they are faithful in Christ Jesus. No, he's sort of to 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 the saints. A saint is Someone who has put their faith in Christ and they're faithful. So he says two things. He, they're just not. Um, yeah, I, I, I go to church. They're they're really um, devout in what they're they're doing. So who wrote the book? To who? In
1: Ephesus.
0: Christians in Ephesus. Uh, and then it says in verse two a simple thing. And you know what, I preached a whole message on on this one line before. He says, "This grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ." Um, Paul does this in most of his his letters. Most times he extends grace and and, 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 and peace. My qu- question to you is this: What would your re- re- relationships be like? Now, just think of your parents, your brother and sisters, your friends, your enemies at school, your Teachers, those you work with, your youth pastor, your church friends—what would that be like if every time you saw them, the first thing you did was you extended grace and peace to to them? Would it be different? Would it be hard to do that? Would you have to lay yourself down in order to do that? You're once down because you know what—I don't owe them a thing. They're right. Right here it's just a great example for us. Paul extends grace to you and peace. He extends it from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. May we be a people who who extend grace and peace. Let me ask you one more thing tonight, and then I want to show you something. what um, who here in this room is involved in some sort of sport, whether it 's track, wrestling, soccer, volleyball, some right? Football. Okay, put your your hands down. Most of you can relate to that. And you know what the world says if you're good. What what if if you were so good at the sport that you do that you could go and play pro in it and whatever field it was in that you could get. I mean, rich. Like I mean, you would do be well off with with with. It. Would that be cool? Yeah, would the world say if you had a choice to turn it down or not? Would the world say you you are a fool to turn it down? Okay, if, if, if there's a point where you had a choice in God's because there's many that go in sports and they're pros, and God has called them to be there and they're where God wants them to be. But I want you to see a story here of someone who, in the world's eyes, would say you're a fool, but he understands that being a believer in Christ supersedes everything in this life. It was an ESPN uh, story uh, that is, uh, um, I don't know if it's an ESPN story now, I thought I saw a a clip of it there, but I could be wrong, so take a look at the screens right here.
1: the tunnel in Spartan Stadium, I think, is one of the most exhilarating moments of game day that anybody can experience. So many people screaming to the top of their lungs. The fog machines are hitting you right in the face. The anticipation of the opponent and the game that is to come is building up. So adrenaline is pumping all over the place. one of the best things that anybody could ever do. As a kid growing up in Detroit, I didn't like football. My first love was basketball. And as time went on, I eventually fell in love with the sport. out of high school, I was an All-American. Some lists had me as the highest or third best outside linebacker in the nation. My favorite thing about the sport is big hits, especially when they don't see me coming. So when I say I came to really love the sport, I mean, I really love the sport. A lot of people see this kind of a lifestyle and they think that this is what it means to live. The Crimson Tide of Alabama continuing their own record with From East Lansing, the Spartans of Michigan State, co-champions of the Big Ten for the first time in 20 years. It's the Capital One Bowl from Orlando, Florida. I'm going to skip a small part of this. Back in 2011, in Michigan State. State played against the University of Alabama. He just talks about oh. playing. Well, by right the here. way, as a re- <laughs> Bill gets closer and closer something different starts to happen in my heart and my soul gets really restless and i start to consider what would life look like if i were to do something else outside of football bowl game in my college career as I'm wrestling with all of these decisions and possibilities I crack open the book Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper and from reading that I learned that every waking moment should be lived to the glory of God and therein lies the ultimate delight so these were the truths that were Weighing in on my heart because I stepped out on what could possibly be the last game of my career. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. After the game, I didn't say anything to anybody because I knew it was going to bring a lot of tension. There was a lot of NFL teams that were interested in. As a matter of fact, it was the Denver Broncos, uh, the Chicago Bears, the New England Patriots, and the Seattle Seahawks. About a week later, I decided to go to seminary instead. Pretty much everybody thought that I was making the wrong decision. My phone wouldn't stop blowing up. A lot of emails, a lot of calls. What about your platform and your wasting? But God is giving you. And what about financially, you can help out your family. A lot of people told me not to do what I know the Lord wanted me to do. It was tough because I care about these people. I value their opinions, but. One thing that I have to do is follow Christ. Because at the end of the day, that's the opinion that I care about the most. I'm tired. I would love a friend. Whatever needs that she has, I pray that they get met and that she just gets lost in your love. And I want to get away from everybody that do drugs. If you have a platform, and use it by all means. If God has you in that kind of a scenario, do it all to the glory of God. Instructs me, I will set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. But the Lord used me to turn down something that is so much of a, an incredible opportunity like the NFL and to instead do his work in a different way. Kind of a way. It, I, really, I really enjoy the fact that I can say that. It's my pleasure to live for his glory, not because I'm flushing it out in a rigid kind of a way, but out of a heart that is overflowing with joy and love and thankfulness from the work that he did. I look at a situation like this with gladness. I made a decision, and I really don't see myself doing anything else. The day after, I decided to go to seminary instead. I got a call from a friend who knows a friend who just happened to be looking for some leadership on his staff at Highland Park Baptist Church, which is located in Southfield, Michigan, and also at the school that's connected to it decision that I was wrestling with and he essentially said that if you decide to go into the pastorate if you decide to do full-time ministry then I want you to come and work for us and as a result of that we'll pay for your seminary education we'll also pay you at the same time and that was absolutely amazing because not a lot of people offer to do that Jesus says something that I think is really powerful, I think is really profound, and I think is really true, and it's this. That if anyone saves his life, he'll lose it. But if anyone loses his life for my sake, he'll find it. True life, what it means to live, is all wrapped up in the way that you follow Christ. To do what he's asking you to do, to listen to what he says, and to chase his glory, means that you will have not wasted your life.
0: I had a friend send send me that clip that was actually a uh, John Piper video I just remember that that he had uh, had had sent me and when I was looking at the text it really made me think of of sort of what what the gist was in Ephesians 1 and just here's part I've got written out right here because I didn't explain it as well as I'd hoped but this is just the wrap up we've been born into and grown up in a fallen world. We all see that. We all know that. Uh, and we learn the ways of the world. We become just like it. We sort of even like, like to be just like the, the duck thinks he's a dog. We, we think we're a part of the world. But then something occurs when we become a Christian. When Christ comes into our life and we put our faith in Christ, do you understand we die to the world that we're born again? The B- Bible clearly talks about we're born again. And um, spiritually we're no longer who we once were. We are, once we're born again, we're in Christ. We are who God really created us to be. And um, too often we don't see ourselves co- 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 correctly. We um, act like the, the thing we think we are rather than what we really are. Do you understand who you are in Christ? Ephesians 1, read it this week. It's, a, it's just, and remember and understand who you are in Christ because that should affect the way we live every day. Everywhere we go, what we do, how we act, how we speak, how we're gracious, how when we speak to someone. And this week, offer grace and peace wherever you go. Be the first to do it. Even those who may not like you, or you may not like them because they were mean to you. Grace and peace. God has given so much of that to us. We've got to take what he's given us and extend it out to those around us. Let's pray, and uh, we're, we're, we'll be dismissed tonight. Dear God, I thank you so much for each one here. I thank you for each home represented here. I thank you for just getting able just to talk about sort of where we're going and what your text is about. And as we're going to study the book of... Ephesians over the next few months, Lord, I just ask that you'll just open our, our 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 hearts to understand, open our minds to understand. We ask for your Spirit just to to, to move in our life, and Lord, may we be. People who extend grace and peace, who give it freely. And, um, Lord, we ask for you to, to use that to make your name great at, at Yuli High School, at Yulee Middle School, in Yulee and Fern, Fernandina. Lord, and just wherever we go, we just want to make your name great. I thank you for each one here, their commitment to come. And, Lord, may they be committed to draw close to you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, we still have small groups this next week and uh, you know on the weekends. Next week middle school you will have the edge in here. Feel the faith for the high school.